This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Happy St. Patrick's Day with an asterisk. We'll get to that in just a minute. The Anne Arundel County Police Department is investigating a two-vehicle crash that occurred late yesterday afternoon near the intersection of Route 424 and Rutland Road in Davidsonville. Just about 5.30 p.m., officers say that a Honda Civic traveling north on 424, operated by a 17-year-old Crofton teen, crossed over the center line and struck a Honda CRV that was being operated by a 49-year-old woman from Edgewater. The driver of the CRV was transported to the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center with life-threatening injuries, and the driver of the Honda Civic was also transported in serious condition. The primary cause of the crash does appear to be that the driver of the Civic failing to remain in a single lane. They don't believe speed or alcohol is involved, but the police are investigating that. Speaking of investigating down in Annapolis, the Annapolis Police Department is investigating that shooting that happened on Ben's Drive last night. And yesterday afternoon at about 2 p.m., Mayor Gavin Buckley, several aldermen, police chief Ed Jackson, community activists and religious leaders gathered near the site to hold a press conference about the city's latest fatal shooting. Mayor Buckley expressed his condolences to the family, explained that the city had been in discussions with the management of the property, and they are agreeing to give key fobs to the residents to restrict access to residents only. In addition, he says they are going to be putting a gate into the one-way-in, one-way-out community. A common theme throughout the hour-long press conference from religious leaders and community activists was that this is the same thing we talk about time and time again. It's all talk and no action, and something needs to be done. The family of the victim, who was identified as 49-year-old Les Saunders, was also present, and they did speak. They spoke directly to the shooter, saying that there would be, quote, no retaliating, but you will be brought to justice. Saunders' brother, Anthony White, did say that his brother had a sickness but was on the right track. He looked directly at the mayor, saying that if this had happened in downtown, it would have been corrected. Police Chief Jackson spoke, and he said that detectives were working around the clock on the case, but he said he needs the community to step up to help. He said that the police cannot solve crimes without the community's help. He did mention that an officer was actually in the neighborhood when the shooting happened and had actually spoken with the victim several minutes before he was shot. As he did at the Eastport meeting several weeks ago, the chief expressed grave concern that people were willing to commit violence knowing that the police were in the immediate area. If you'll remember the incident on President Street where there was a shooting, there was a police officer about 70 feet away from the incident, and in both that case and this one, the shooter got away. And Antonio Brown, a community activist, called the chief out on that. He said, if a police officer was nearby in the neighborhood with only one way in and one way out, it's reasonable to think that the shooter was perhaps hiding in an apartment, yet no such search was made. The chief replied that he could not comment on it at the risk of jeopardizing the case. I have to say that the scene was a bit surreal because you had the looming threat of the COVID-19 virus. People were all spread out, not really talking with each other. There was a gaggle of politicians, clergy, and police officers literally steps away from where a man lay dead less than 24 hours earlier. All the while, young children playing on the basketball court next door and riding their bikes as if nothing was amiss in this neighborhood. 
All right, let's slide into the COVID talk. Yesterday, Governor Larry Hogan had an 11 a.m. press conference, and he announced some more sweeping actions to get a handle on this virus. He ordered all bars, restaurants, fitness centers, theaters closed by 5 p.m. yesterday afternoon. They will still be able to do carryout. They will still be able to do delivery, and drive-ins still can operate as normal. There will be no service in bars or restaurants. He modified the prohibition on gatherings of 250 or more people. He dropped that down to 50 people, which was in accordance with the CDC recommendation of two nights ago. And he also issued an omnibus health care order. And what that does is it gives the ability to find an additional 6,000 beds for hospitals in the state. And he has instructed the health department to reopen closed hospital facilities across the state and take other measures necessary to increase the capacity by 6,000 beds. He activated the Maryland Response Medical Reserve Corps, which is a team of 5,000 volunteers from across the state that can do health care. He's authorized interstate reciprocity for health care licenses. So anybody who holds a valid unexpired license or is a health care provider in any state can come in and work in a health care facility. Similarly, if anybody is an inactive practitioner with an expired license, they can also come in and work without having to first reinstate their license. He's making some changes to elective medical procedures and asking the Secretary of Health to take actions to restrict and regulate the use of healthcare facilities for any kind of elective medical procedures in able to treat victims of the COVID-19 virus. Helping out people that are living, he has put a prohibition on any utility shutoffs. They are unable to shut off your electric, gas, water, sewage, phone, cable TV, internet, and they are not able to charge any late fees. He's put a prohibition on evictions across the state. Nobody can evict anybody. There is also an expansion of available school meals to three meals a day plus a snack. They will be delivered. And we do have a post up on the ionanapolis.net website, which tells you the 52 locations across the county. Other things he announced at the press conference is that there are now currently 1,000 Maryland National Guard active with 1,200 standing by ready to be called. And these guys are going to be in place to make sure that these orders are followed He did warn bar owners and restaurant owners that failing to follow that order would be a breach of the law and it would be enforced. Additionally, he's got a mobile field force of 250 Maryland state troopers that they're ready to help enforce these laws as well. And the Maryland Department of Commerce and Labor has compiled a bunch of resources for businesses and you can find out more of those on their website. So Governor Hogan is taking this very, very seriously. And if every step he's taking today enables us to save one life, I think it's totally worth it, no matter how inconvenient it can be. And the Naval Academy is closing off the yard to the public, effective today at 5 p.m. In a statement, they said it was done purely as a precautionary measure in response to the global spread of the COVID-19 virus. They will temporarily close to the general population beginning at 5 p.m. on Tuesday, March 17th. No cases of COVID-19 have been reported at the Naval Academy, and the decision is purely precautionary. They are working on that. They're working to find out how to stop it from spreading if it gets to the Academy. And you can find out what they're doing at usna.edu slash COVID-19. And finally, as we wrap up, I spent a lot of time yesterday working on a COVID-19 local information and resources page on ionanapolis.net. It is pinned to the very top. It's pinned to the top of the Ionanapolis Facebook page as well as the All Annapolis Facebook page. And what it is, is it is divided out into different sections for food and dining, for retail, professional services, personal services, government. So you can sort of see what the status is of everything. And it is a living document. It is going to be changed 
as the situation changes. For example, we've got Bread and Butter Kitchen. They are not serving in their restaurant. They currently offer carryout and delivery. Delivery is available through their website or their Facebook page. I do have links to all of the businesses. I do have phone numbers to all the businesses. It's really sort of a down and dirty way to look and see what the status is of all the businesses that are throughout Annapolis and Anne Arundel County. That does include organizations. It does include the county response as well. If you know of a business or an organization that wants to be included in this, have them contact us. They send us an email to covid at ionanapolis.net. That is C-O-V-I-D at ionanapolis.net. And that is the only way that I'm going to see it because that's the one I'm monitoring to put into this page. When you see that page, please share it. Let other people know about it. It seems to be a good resource. A lot of people seem to be liking it there. That does wrap it up for me today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day with these stories and more because you know there's going to be more stuff coming down the road. I know Governor Hogan does have another press conference scheduled for 11 a.m., so we will make sure to bring you that as well. If you are someplace where you can leave us a recommendation or a review, please do that and let your friends and family know about us as well. Other than that, hang tight. George Young with your local DMV weather forecast is coming up in just one minute. But first, a message from Solar Energy Services. Hello, Marylanders. I'm Rick Peters, president of Solar Energy Services. Have you been thinking about solar for your home or business? If so, now's the time. The economics of solar are better than ever, and there's no better source than the trusted team at Solar Energy Services. We're the local experts with the best reviews in town. We've been around for 40-plus years, and we'll be here even longer to back up the generous warranties we offer. Let me put the solar economics in perspective. A typical residential solar investment in Maryland has an annual rate of return between 8 and 12%. And where can you get 10% annual returns for more than 25 years with very low risk? Not in savings, not even in stocks. So make your smartest investment ever by installing solar now and enjoy the satisfaction of doing your part for clean energy. Don't wait another minute. Sunshine's a wasted. Call today, 410-923-6090 or visit solarsaves.net. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, March 17th. Yesterday was a nice start to a very unique and historical and let's face it, a weird school and work week. And today will be a bit nicer. With temps in the 60 to 66 degree range for highs, though there may be a few light AM showers to get through before some sun pops out in the afternoon and then temps jump up a bit into the 60s. Then it's sunny and near 60 on Wednesday before rain chances return overnight Wednesday into Thursday with overall clouds and rain chances lasting through much of Friday with the upside being temps likely in the 70s Thursday and possibly 80 plus degrees in spots for highs on Friday before skies then clear for the weekend for everyone with highs in the 50s Saturday before only upper 40s to maybe lower 50s on Sunday, some 30-plus degrees cooler than what we'll see for highs on Friday. And looking ahead to next week to try to allow everyone to plan a little bit in advance for week two of our do-everything-from-home lifestyles that will be our new norms for a while, there is a growing likelihood of some rain Monday or Tuesday with another chance of showers late week, possibly in the Thursday or Friday time frame. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there and be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Store and use our website at dmdweather.com as well as our Facebook and Twitter pages so you can always stay weather informed. This is TJ Smith. I'm running to be your mayor. I'm not a politician. I'm a lifelong public servant. And right now in our city, 
there is no more urgent time to serve. We need to turn the page on corruption at City Hall that spanned a decade and be swift and bold in reducing crime and trauma. It's time we think different, Baltimore. We need to want more. We need to expect more. I'm T.J. Smith, and with your support, I know that we can be more. Paid for by friends of T.J. Smith, Carlton F. Senior Treasurer. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.